Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I am so stoked to be back with you today. And today I have brought on an amazing human named Becky. I write for a blog called Strong Moms. And Becky is another contributor to that blog. And fun fact that I didn't even know, she knows my mom. And so I just automatically love her because I love my mom. (laughs) So rad. And Becky actually reached out to me on Facebook and was like, um, I have a message that I want to share. And I was like, all right, talk to me, tell me, tell me your message. And she is an amazing mom of five and she knows what it feels like to struggle with those feelings of like, I should, I need to, I'm not doing enough. I'm inadequate. I'm right. Like all the feelings that, and those mean thoughts that just go through our head. And that's where she comes from. She knows what that feels like. And she has since turned that into a passion of hers to help other mamas through that. She's a life coach. She's a speaker. She's a podcaster. And she knows that words matter. The words that we speak to ourselves, the words that we speak to other people. And she is working constantly on managing her mind to create better results that she desires. And she loves to help high achieving women discover how to ditch their willpower and put on word power. And have that permission to be positive and proactive and to let go of perfectionism and procrastination and self-pity and learn how to put on love. And I love that. I love that so much. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm like here for it. (laughs) I am here for it. The reason I started this podcast is not because I'm a master at uh, being a mother. It's because I personally need help to overcome those feelings of inadequacy too. And so that's one of the reasons I love, love, love to bring on people like Becky. So I'm here for this, my friend. Talk to us. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Bren, for having me. And yeah, we do know each other a little bit through both contributing on a platform called Strong Moms. And what's interesting is that as moms, we all have different stories. But we do have a lot of things in common. And my experience has been, we actually have more in common than we do different. But we tend to focus on the differences. We tend to focus on the negative. And so I really like to remind people that the power to change our story is a power that each one of us has within. And you might think, well, how do we do that? What does that look like? And that's what I've experienced is, what I like to call the word effect. And that's what my podcast is actually called the word effect, because the words can affect us. They can affect us for good and they can affect us for negative. And it's the words we put on the words. We think the words we read, the words we 
listen to, and especially the words we say to ourselves. And as women, we can be so hard to ourselves. And, and I think we all know this, and I bet that your, your listeners already know that. Yes, I need to talk nice to myself. Yes, I need to do this. But sometimes we hear that stuff and it makes us even feel more like, oh, I should be doing this. And when we have thoughts like that, it makes us feel even more shame. Mm-hmm. And what I do as a life coach is I help people see that our thoughts drive our feelings. And so if we're not feeling certain or satisfied or of worth, it's because our thoughts, it's not because of that. We're not having a clean bathroom or we didn't take the dog on a walk. It's the thoughts that we're putting on. And once we start to discover that we'll feel differently to life. And then we create the life we always want. And it, it just is little small shifts, which I really appreciate because I can do little things. I can't do the big things, but the little things I found and words is a little thing that I learned how to tweak. So I love that. So at the beginning of your like word journey, how did you, what, what little shifts did you make? Okay. Well, let me just tell you, I am a mom of five boys and I, I'm 45 years old at the time right now. And about when I was 37, 38 years old, I was feeling very unfulfilled. I was doing all the right things. I was attending PTA things. I went to my kids' games. I was active in my church. I was doing a lot of things, but I was not taking care of myself. I was taking care of everybody else and not taking care of me. And so I started dealing with a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. Also something else that happened to me was I had a storybook idea of how life was going to go. And I was in the middle of my life and it hadn't gone how I thought. One simple example is I had all boys. Well, I wanted a couple girls and a couple boys. Like that was the story I wanted to have happen. But as we all know, life doesn't ever unfold how we think it unfolds. It unfolds how it unfolds. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really learning that it's okay to be sad when things happen that are sad. And it's okay to be happy when things are happy and to realize that I'm just living this life and I need to show up for it. So about when I was at that time, I really started feeling really isolated from life. And it didn't matter how many things I tried to do. It did not matter how much I tried to cross off my to-do list. I never felt fulfilled inside. I felt empty, but I I kept trying from a place of willpower. Like if I only did this and if I could only be better at this, like this person and a lot of compare and despair. And the more I tried, the more I'd falter because I could never keep up. I could never find that peace. And one time I was praying and I've always been a prayerful person. And I was asking God, like, is there anything I can do? I just felt so alone. And this thought came to me to change my words. And it was just such a simple thought, change your words. And I thought, what? well, I don't, I don't swear, you know, like I didn't know what that meant, change your words, but I became curious. And as I became curious, I started to ask questions. And so what I, one of the concepts I teach as I coach and in my podcast is what I call the word effect. And I have actually seven power words. 
And the power words are a creative process for moving your story forward. And the first word was acknowledge. The first word is acknowledging. And so in that moment, when I prayed, I started to acknowledge that I wasn't as happy as I wanted to be. And then the second power word is asking. I started to ask questions and I started to ask God, but then I started to go like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? And I started to realize how like little phrases and little words were very influential to me. And I couldn't take big paragraphs or I couldn't take a big book to read, like a self-help book was too much for me, but little phrases caught my attention. And I'll share with you one of those that, that I found early on when I started discovering words. I was listening to a Netflix documentary and it said, put these words in your life. And it caught my attention. Just put these words in your life. And I was like, okay. And the words were, I accept myself unconditionally right now. Now, when I heard those words, they did not land on me good. I didn't accept myself unconditionally right now. I was in the compare and despair game. I was overwhelmed and in the hustle of life. And I didn't accept myself. I, but the documentary said, put these words in your life. Say them to yourself every morning, in the middle of the day, and in the evening. Try to say them to yourself five times each each time. And I thought, well, I can't even remember these words to say them to me. <laughs> so then another little thought came to me. And I, I use that a lot. That's how I feel like God speaks to me. He speaks to me in thoughts, like a thought will come to me. So if you hear me say that, that's like how I receive like kind of downloads. But the thought was, well, write it on a three by five card. I was like, oh, I can do that. So I got a little three by five card and I wrote, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And then the thought was, hang it on your mirror in your, in your bathroom. You're pretty good at brushing your teeth morning and night. So you'll see it and you can say it to yourself as you brush your teeth. And then if I walk through the, the bathroom, I'll be able to remind myself, you know, throughout the day or whatever, because it was into my closet in my room. So I started. And nothing miraculous happened overnight. You know, it was one of those things, but it didn't cost me anything. And nobody had to even know that I was doing it. Right. So I thought, what do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. So I started to say that to my, myself. And I found that over time, I started to accept myself unconditionally. Like, I, I just remember distinct times when I would think, I would be so overwhelmed with something that one of my kids did or how I had an interaction with my husband or I was frustrated with the neighbor, whatever it might be. And I found myself that phrase would come to my, come to me, but I accept myself unconditionally right now. And it helped me like gain myself back to the present moment. So one thing I've learned, and maybe you've talked about this on your podcast, but if we live in the past, we spend a lot of time in depression and regret. I wish I would have, I should have done it. We can't change the past. It is what it is. If we live too much in the future, we get into the anxiety, the unknown. And so I was spending so much of my life either in the, the past and depression and the regret or the anxiety of the unknown. And I think as mothers, that's normal because mm -hmm. we're either beating ourselves up of what we didn't do right or what's coming around the corner, we get so anxious about because 
we don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And that, those words, I accept myself unconditionally right now helped me really go right back into the present moment. Like right now, I accept myself right now. Uh-huh. And so that was my first big experience with the power of words. And then since that time, God said to me, well, why don't you help other people? And so that's why my business is called Becoming with Becky, because it's like link arms with me and let's together become our best selves. Because I still use these phrases on a regular. I haven't mastered them. I just remember them better than I did a few years back. I love that. And I, one of my favorite books ever is it's by Jen Sincero and it's called You Are a Badass Every Day. I'm not normally someone who swears, (laughs) but it's the title of the book. So don't judge. (laughs) Um, But sometimes you need to know that. I know. (laughs) And, um, but it's a one hour book, one hour. And it's just meant to be like a quick pick me up to like help you help you remember how awesome you are. And, um, one of the parts that really, really stuck with me is this concept and idea of living in the present. And she, she talks about living now and now stands for never overwhelmed. And I don't know about you guys, my listeners, but I am definitely someone who struggles with feelings of overwhelm. And for me, it's, it doesn't necessarily mask itself in, in anxiety. I'm not like afraid of the future. I'm more overwhelmed by the future. I'm more like, oh my gosh, my to-do list, my to-be list, my help, my children, help myself, help my spouse, help my home, help my finances, help my spirituality, like whatever, all these pressures come on to me. Right. And, and then I just overwhelm, 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 overwhelm. And we can't live in any other moment. Like it is physically impossible. The only moment we can live in is the one that we're in right now. And if we really truly can do that, I accept myself unconditionally right now and give ourselves that grace to, you know what? I I never am overwhelmed because I live now and, and the most important person in my life right now is Becky. And because she and I are doing an interview together and it's you guys, my listeners, cause you're on my mind and my heart. And right now you're the most important people in my life right after this, when I'm done with this call then my children will be the most important person in my life because we're going to have lunch together and I'm going to sit with them and ask them how it was to go hang out with the babysitter. Right. And then after that, I'm going to be the most important person in my life because they're going to have quiet time and I'm going to do a little self-care. Right. (laughs) And, and it's, it's okay to live now. Right. And that feeling of, I accept myself unconditionally right now, not just today, but in this minute, in this moment, in this second, even if we have to go that small, right? I love that. I love that. And I want to ask you, because you told us the first two power words, what are the other, what are the other ones? Yeah. So the, the first one's acknowledge and then ask. The third one is acceptance. And so that goes exactly with what I shared as I acknowledged and I asked, then I found acceptance. 
Then the fourth one is abundance. And the fifth one's action. The sixth one is appreciate. And the seventh one is aspire. And if you go to the Word Effect podcast, I just recently what talked about like in the last six or seven episodes, well, the last seven, because last week was aspire. I, I go into more detail with each of these words. But what I believe is that our stories are unique. I don't know how your story will be influenced by these words, but these words are a creative process for moving you forward to becoming a better version of you. And I believe it's the how, the how. So you talked about now, my, one of my words is how, how do I do this? And it, it starts with becoming honest with ourselves, becoming open-minded and a willingness to try something different. So for me, the difference was putting on what I talk about word power instead of willpower. Because I spent so much of my life thinking when I got all those things done off my to-do list, then I would feel a certain way. Well, the, the truth is there's always going to be new things put on the to-do list, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and so you get 10 things off your to-do list, but then it only leads to eight more coming on. And then you think, oh, I'll get those. And then, because we think that's going to make us feel differently, but it's, it's the thoughts that we have that make us feel differently. So then I can look around me and just like what you said, I can be present with you. I have a mess over here and a mess over there. And I need to go pick up my son's glasses after school. And I need to do this. And like, although I need to, I need to, but right now I'm like, I'm just having a conversation and I'm present right in this moment. So these are power words and they're simple, single words. And I like to tell people, think about them like putting on your favorite pair of clothes. So after I started discovering the power of words, I felt impressed to start a positive t-shirt and apparel business. And it's called Becoming Threads. I teamed up with my sister-in-law my name was Becky, hers is Erin. And so we became the B behind Becoming Threads. And our tagline was let what you wear tell your story. And we loved putting positive and uplifting messages on super soft, great quality shirts because we were both moms. Each of us had five children, so 10 between us. And all we wanted was a positive t-shirt to wear to our kids' games, to do our housework and just to, to live in. And we wanted a message that mattered. Well, we couldn't find the message. So we teamed up with our talents and our abilities and our fears. And we started. Neither one of us had started a business before, but we felt a desire to do something. And so we started to act on it. And it created such an amazing experience for us. Not the selling of the shirts, but it was the connection with other women. Because we had shirts that would say, keep it simple grateful heart, put on love, choose happy. Every little thing's going to be okay. I do. I am. I have enough. Just phrases that we, we needed, we liked. And then others would tell us, oh, I need those words. Those words matter to me. And they, they wanted them and they would, it wasn't that they wanted the shirt so much, but they, they had a story behind those words. And we were so impressed with the connection that we found with other women that really like how I started out, we're more in this together than we are different. All women genuinely want to feel joy. They want to feel 
content. They want to feel peace. Now, we don't always feel that, but how do we get ourselves back into that space? So as we built this business, we went to Pinners and we went to Swiss days and we went to different places and we loved it. But about in 2019, we came at a crossroads and my secret desire brand was to always be a speaker and to write a book. Mm-hmm. But I never told anyone that because I got married, I started having kids and I kind of lost myself because I was helping everybody else. I forgot to help myself. My sister-in-law, she had been a teacher for years before she got married. Her desire was to get back into teaching. So when we were at a place of growing the business and maybe scaling to have more inventory, we both decided that it wasn't exactly our true heart desire. And so we were able to take the things we learned. So it went from becoming threads to then I pulled back and now it's just becoming with Becky I've gotten certified through the life coach school as a life coach. I do stuff with the national speakers association to learn how to speak. I mean, I knew how to speak, but to just, I started investing in myself and I hope everybody listening is doing something for themselves to invest in themselves. And if you're not acknowledge it and begin to ask yourself, what are my desires? What do I want in my life? That's for me, not what am I supposed to do or should do? What is it for me? It sounds like you've got some self-care regimens. I bet you talk about that because you have to take time for yourself. It's like they say, when you get on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on you first. Not only do you do that so you can take care of them, but you lead by example, Mm -hmm. right? You're showing your kids, mom needs to take some time for me right now. Mm That is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And I love that airplane analogy too. And I know that I've shared that before too. And I, it just really hit me that if I don't put on my own air mask, sure. I'm being selfless and awesome to help the elderly person next to me and my child next to me. But at some point I'm literally going to die. Like And they're going to have to stop all the positive things they're doing to help me because I didn't do what I needed to, to take care of myself. (laughs) Right. And, and not to say that that makes us a bad person. If all of a sudden someone needs to help us, or we need to ask for help, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be the center of attention sometimes when you're the one who needs a little extra love and a little extra attention. But if we can avoid that by you know what? I take care of myself because if I don't make me a priority, who is going to make me a priority, you know, and making ourselves number one on that to-do list. (laughs) And when I time, I time block my days, um, just to make sure that all of my, my diamonds are on my calendar. I've talked about that on a previous uh, Mm -hmm. podcast episode, but, um, just to make sure that, you know what, the things that matter to me, they're on my calendar. I'm on my calendar. My marriage is on my calendar. My kids are on my calendar. My business is on my calendar, you know, whatever, um, whatever matters to me in each day. And, um, I, my self-care literally, it's just going on a walk by myself at four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) It's, it's taking a nap some days. It's, reading twilight some days without shame, right? Like it is literally, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing complex. It's 
all of those things that I just said were free. Right. Um, and I like to, I like to teach that. And when I coach, I like to share that you can change your life in 15 minute increments in 15 minute increments. And that's how, that's how the power of words are is learning to time block your time or learning to try things a little bit differently. Sometimes we get overwhelmed thinking, oh, I can't try one more thing and fail at one more thing, right? That's where I was. But when I was impressed to start changing my words, I just became aware to the words and then they started to find me. And then I started to, you know, move forward. And then what was so funny is when I finally acknowledged that I wanted to write a book and I was like, what am I going to write about? And I invested in myself. I started working with the coach. I was on a walk, just like what you're saying. I was in my own head for a minute and it became very clear that it was, I'm writing about these seven power words. These seven words have helped me. And, and they just all of a sudden came clear and people were like, how did you come up with these? And I'm like, I lived it. And then it just became clear as I walked forward, but I was acknowledging my desire. I was asking questions. I was finding acceptance that, okay, I'm 40 years old now. And I'm starting to find my passion. Like, because I, I spent a lot of time thinking oh, I'm behind, I've missed my opportunity. And that those, those are just, they're, they're false. They're not truths, but we put those thoughts on. And since I came from the t-shirt and apparel business, I like to say, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about the clothes we wear. Like we look out the window, it's sunny here. I'm in Utah right now. It's sunny here. I wore sandals today. I did wear a jacket because it's a little bit, it can be a little cool in the springtime. Like I consciously looked outside to decide what I was going to put on. But when's the last time you really thought about the thoughts that you put on, right? The thoughts that you just think about. We just, we just put on thoughts without even thinking about them. And we want to just become more aware. And that's the awareness I'm helping people see. There's a study by the National Science Foundation that says that the average human has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts. A lot of them are subconscious. We don't even think about them. The study goes on to say that out of these thousands, thousands of thoughts, 80% of them are negative. And 95% of these thoughts are ones that we thought the day before, meaning we just put on a lot of negative thoughts and we stop even questioning them. And then we just put on the same thoughts that we thought yesterday. And a lot of those thoughts just aren't serving us. And so we think of spring cleaning and we want to clean out like our cupboards. Sometimes it's time to clean out the clutter in our brains because a thought that we think over and over again becomes a belief. And so if we think we're not worthy, we will believe that. Mm -hmm. That's why when I started saying I accept myself unconditionally right now, why it was so hard is I didn't believe that. I didn't accept myself unconditionally. But as I started to put that thought on every morning and throughout my day, it opened my heart to then I did find acceptance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I still use that phrase. I still have that phrase on my bathroom mirror. Now I have other phrases because other words have come into my life, but I say them to myself and people will say, okay, yeah, that's like a mantra. I say mantras, but I want to just point out it's, it's actually thinking different thoughts because now when I say that, I feel 
love for myself. I feel unconditional love when I say I accept myself unconditionally. And then when I feel unconditional love for myself, I take actions differently. I go on walks. I take self-care. I be present at my kids' baseball games and put my phone away. And I'm not watching, you know, looking at social media, comparing myself. I'm learning how to be present. Am I perfect at it? No, it's progress, not perfection. And we're all in that space of progress, not perfection. But I want to especially empower moms to realize that the words that they say to themselves, the words they put on, many of them are ones that they're not even recognizing, they matter. And if they're not creating the result and getting the life they want, they have the power within them to change. And it starts by just starting to experience the word effect. I love that. And I... I think my listeners probably know it's almost like a running joke now that I have a quote for almost everything, right? Like I, I think in quotes and, um, it's almost always like when someone says something, it like triggers a quote in my head and it triggers another quote in my head. Right. And I think when we can change those thoughts that we have to those more empowering ones, when we can seek out those positive phrases, those positive things, when we can wear clothes that empower us, right? And even just those simple things, like you said, putting putting words on the mirror, it, it really, we just have to consciously look for ways to put on those positive things, exactly like you said, because if we don't consciously choose that, then we'll be bombarded with, with the social media messages and the things of, you know what, you're just, you're not enough and you'll never be enough. And that airbrushed photo that whatever advertisement magazine, and there's a line from one of my favorite songs that says, I believe that beauty magazines promote low (laughs) self-esteem and, um, that that line from that song it's called affirmations by savage garden that shows a little bit of my age but it's fine um but that line in that song of i believe that beauty magazines promote low self-esteem has really stuck with me and me personally i don't look at those i don't and that's just been a personal choice because of a song i heard when i was like 9 years old right well, because was, it's a thought that you're putting on right and yeah. so when you have that thought how does it make you feel mm-hmm. i i mean and i don't want low self esteem so you don't feel like drawn to it so you don't mm-hmm. take the actions like you feel peace like yeah i believe this i'm not going to look at those so then you don't open up the magazines right like it causes you but if you didn't believe that and you believe that your self-worth was in that, you would feel differently. So that that just illustrates, it's like that little phrase, that thought makes you feel differently. So you take different actions. Mm -hmm. So you're not finding your self-worth in those magazines that are not true to you. Mm -hmm. And that comparison, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And I'm actually, it's funny that we're it's not funny. I don't believe in coincidences, but I'm listening to a book right now called soundtracks by John Acuff and it's brand new. Um, and he's one of my favorite authors ever. He's, he's the one who wrote start and, um, and finish. I've talked about both of those books on my podcast before, and he's the one who I actually read a a section of his book about diamonds and time blocking. That's my episode about time blocking. He's the one I read from 
And in this book, Soundtracks, he's talking about the power of your thoughts and curing, essentially overthinking. And exactly like that study you just referenced. And he, he shared about like a weird experience that he had like back in 2008, where his, he was traveling to another country and his dad had visited the same country and there's a really popular tourist spot. And his dad told him like, just so you know, as soon as you get there, you're going to feel really cramped and it's going to be super terrible. And you're going to just like, want to get out as fast as you can. And so John took those thoughts on, right? He was like, oh my gosh, like as soon as I get there, I'm going to feel really cramped. I'm going to feel really claustrophobic. I'm going to want to get out of there the second I can. And he, these thoughts just were swirling in his head for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then guess what happened? As soon as he got there, (laughs) he felt cramped, he felt claustrophobic and he wanted to get out of there as fast as he could. So he literally ran up these stairs in this tourist attraction, leaving his like, I can't remember, but his pregnant wife, I think she was like five or six months pregnant, like at the bottom of the stairs. And she had no idea. She was just like, whoa, like what in the heck just happened to my husband? Like, why did he just book it up these stairs? Right. And at the time he didn't recognize it for what it was, but now he's learned like, oh my gosh, I put on this thought. I accepted this thought into my life of like, okay, the second I get there, it's going to suck. I'm going to feel claustrophobic. Right. And, but if we can, if we can hear And it's, we're going to hear the thoughts and opinions and advice of other people. We are, whether it's solicited or unsolicited, people are going to give us their advice. People are going to give us their thoughts. People are going to give us their opinions, but we get to choose, right? It's just like our clothes. Am I going to put that on? Am I going to accept that? Or am I going to lovingly say, "Eh, nope, that's not really my style right? Like you don't buy every single piece of clothes that you see at the store. You pick the ones that you love. You pick the ones that flatter you. You pick the ones that make you feel great and confident and fabulous, right? And that, that same thing can be said of our thoughts, our beliefs, our words, our actions. Yeah. 100%. Think about when you go to the shoe store and you see that pair of shoes and you're like, Oh, I, those are the shoes for me. And you try them on and then you're like, oh, they don't, they don't feel right on my foot. We can actually decide which thoughts we put on just like we can decide shoes, right? We think we maybe want to think this thought, but is it getting us the result we want? So that story that you just shared was a perfect example of what I do when I coach people is we help people see their brain. So like, here's the circumstance, they traveled to this place, but he started having thoughts that I'm going to be cramped and this and that. And so he felt this way. And so he shows up, let's see, he feels, you know, worried. And so he shows up, well, what do you do when you feel worried? Well, I pull away from people. I do these things, right? And then you see that it's the thought. So again, we can't control circumstances we're going to have, but we can decide the thoughts that we want to put on. We can think about it. That's why I believe everybody deserves a coach of some kind or a mentor or putting other people's perspective in your lives, not to judge you, but to help you. So as a mom of boys, we spend a lot of time in the baseball fields and I've got a little 10 year old. My youngest is 10 right now. And he has coaches. My husband has always been one of the coaches. And I'm always amazed. They do a similar warm-up before every game. They throw, they hit, they do these same things because we need reminders. 
right? We need reminders. We need routine. As humans, we need routine. We think we don't want routine, but routine is actually, we crave routine. And if we do it, our lives get so full. But then when these little kids get up to bat, but you know what? It doesn't go away. I watched major league baseball games and they still have coaches. They still, guess what? Before they go to a game, they have hitting and they have throwing just like the little boys do. Like it doesn't go away. And so you can start to see what breeds success is by having other perspectives. But what I've noticed with my son recently is the coaches are there One's at first base and one's at third base. And those that are familiar with baseball, you know, you can relate. But in any sport or in anything, we need coaches, we need mentors. And they can see things differently than us. And they have a different perspective. Because for me, when I start thinking negative thoughts, I sometimes get in a thought negativity cycle that I can't get myself out of. And That's why when I talk about the word effect, it's seven words and it's a circular motion. So when you get up to aspire, it doesn't mean you're done. You've learned these words for that situation. And guess what? You're going to get a new situation because life unfolds. But you've got these power words that help you walk forward because then you, you don't know what's around the corner, but you don't have to be fearful of it. So I've watched my my son when they're running from one base to the other, the coaches are either saying, stop, 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 or come hard to the next base because they see the field differently because sometimes we get tracked in on a one thing. And you mentioned at the beginning that I know your mom. I got to know your mom through the National Speakers Association. And she's an amazing person. I can see where you get so many of your great qualities, but she has been a mentor to me because I've expressed I've acknowledged that I want to get into the speaking world. And someone said, oh, you should try out this association. They help build speakers. And I was so scared the first time I went because I didn't know if I could be a part of the group, but they opened their arms to me. And then I invested in myself and did a thing called the, the Speakers Academy. And your mom happened to be one of the mentors, one of the coaches that she's doing what I want to do. She has a different perspective. So I believe as women, especially, we have to learn to invest in ourselves Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be necessarily with a coach, but with somebody that can help you become better. And if you have a desire of becoming better, start to acknowledge that desire, start Mm -hmm. to ask about it and see, put those, put these words that I've offered in your life. Like I said, you can listen to the podcast and listen to more specifics with each of them, but see how they can help you move your story forward to becoming the person you want to be. Amen. Well, to live I, right now, to live right now and not wait. We're, we don't, we, as women, there's no more waiting. Let's live today. So I right? love that. And I, I just want to second that. And I think there's been so many times in my life where I needed different coaches. Like there was, there was one point in my life where, you know what, my coaches were via the form of audible. And that's it. I picked the authors that I really loved the people. I, I loved what they stood for. And you know what? Those were my coaches. And I, I really believe very strongly in the power of your circle of five. And I'm actually planning to do a podcast episode here soon about like the five people that you spend the most time with and how they, how they influence your life. Right. But sometimes your coaches can be 
an author on Audible. Sometimes your coach could be a podcaster you really love. Sometimes your coach can be your ecclesiastical leader. Sometimes your coach can be a therapist because you're working through something specific and they're the only one who can help you through. Sometimes your coach can be your mom. Sometimes your coach can be your sister. Sometimes your coach can be someone you pay for. Sometimes your coach can be like someone one-on-one or in a group setting or, and sometimes you have all of the above at the exact same time, right? And I think just having that self-awareness and and yay, giving yourself the grace, right? To accept that, you know what? I do need help. And I do need one someone or maybe multiple someones to help me pick up where I lack. And, and me personally, I, I have a therapist that is helping me in one specific area of my life. She's a betrayal trauma coach. I have another person who's like my, my one-on-one mentor who helps me in my business, but he also helps me in like all aspects of life, like my marriage, my, my motherhood, my coaching, my whatever. I have another mentor who's, it's more of a once a week in a big group setting who, who helps me that way. And it's just, I learn so much from every single one of those people. And And you know what? I know I would not be the person that I am today without accepting help from people who see me differently and who can help me grow into that next best version of myself. Right. Well, I want to just say one thing, because I, I, I had this thought when you were saying this, that someone might be going, okay, but yeah, you, you have all these things. I don't even know where to start. I don't Mm -hmm. even know how to do it. Right. And this goes back to this idea of the how start to acknowledge, and maybe you can't acknowledge it to a friend, but just get a piece of paper and acknowledge like, what is a desire of your heart? What is it that you want? And as you start to acknowledge it and then start to ask questions, the questions can be to yourself. They can be like, for me, words come into my mind, words, like I'll hear someone say a book. I was at a women's retreat speaking over the weekend and just in passing, people offered a couple different books in like, oh, I read this book. It caught my attention. I made note of it so that I can listen to those books. There's something in that book that I want to hear. I don't even know what it is, but I think sometimes we feel like we need to know the end before we start something, but the how happens as we start, the how gets revealed, right? If you look back on your experiences, all of a sudden you knew that this was the coach you needed. This was the therapist you needed. This was right. It happened because you started acknowledging that you needed something, asking questions. And then it's the acceptance is that third word of like, I'm going to be open to whatever comes into my life. And that's hard sometimes because we want to feel in control as women. We want to feel that controlling, but once we let those three words kind of get us moving forward, then we can go into a like a space of abundance, meaning as I coach people, there's negative, but there is positive. And I like to share, you know, that little game that we played when we were young, hot potato, mm-hmm. where, you know, what's the, the object of the game is the, the objective is to pass the potato before it burns your hands. Well, if all of us have negative thoughts, that's just a part of being a human being, because our brain is wired to protect us we maybe can't always control the first thought, but we have the power to control the second and third thought. Meaning 
we want to be putting good stuff in our lives. I can tell that you're well-read and that you put positivity in your life because of just the way you speak and hold yourself because you're putting things in your life that help you just want to be a better person. It makes you feel differently. And when you feel like certain or you feel motivated or you feel committed, you show up differently than if you're feeling shame and discouraged and different things. But I'm sure there's times you feel discouraged. Oh yeah. We all have that, right? (laughs) So like sometimes people are like, oh yeah, you're just saying be happy all the time. No, we learn to feel our feelings. We learn that feelings won't hurt us. They're just a vibration in our body, but we can decide. I think another really great tool is music. Putting positive and uplifting music is another really easy tool. If you feel good when you listen to music, it's good music for you. But if the music makes you feel less than, pick different music. Mm -hmm. Because just that, those words, they hit your subconscious mind and they matter, even if we don't want to think they do. Totally. A hundred percent. And I I keep having a recurring thought and I just need to share it. Um, But I'm listening to, I'm actually reading a book right now called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And it is so good, but in it, she talks just briefly about exactly what you just said about feeling. And so many times we feel like we're bad or broken. If we, if we feel negative emotions, if we feel hurt, or if we feel afraid, or if we feel sad, or if we feel anger and, um, she likened it unto, you know, even Christ, he had to be crucified before he could be resurrected. And so many times all we want to do is just be resurrected. We don't want to go through the hard. We don't want to go through the bad. We don't want to go through the pain. We don't want to have to wait. Right. And even Christ himself, who was the most perfect human there is right. Said on the cross, where are you? Like, why have you forsaken me? Right. And obviously I'm modernizing it a little bit, but even Christ said, this sucks. Please take this away from me. Nevertheless, like not my will, but thine be done, right? This is hard. This hurts. Why am I waiting so long? I just want to be resurrected. Can I be done? Please, right? And if we just have to know, like when we're going through those those seasons of feeling and pain and waiting and waiting and waiting and oh my gosh, is this ever gonna end? <laughs> we will eventually get to that point of, right? And, and that just embracing the becoming and embracing that pain and that waiting period so that we can experience the joy of who we've become on the other side of that trial. Yes. It's so beautiful. And that's why it's a circular motion because the circle goes down as you acknowledge and you ask and you accept, there is going to be maybe some pain that comes up like, Oh, I've got to accept where my story is for me when I was 39, I had to accept this is my story. But as I found acceptance with it, the abundance has, I'm living the life that I always wanted. The desire of my heart is coming about. And now I'm helping others. And I sometimes pinch myself, pinch myself going, how did this happen? And the only thing that's changed is I started to put words on differently. It's helped me gain a better relationship with my heavenly father. It's helped me gain a better relationship with myself, 
with my spouse, with my children. It has helped me in every relationship, but it's an internal job. The job has to start from within. I spent a lot of time thinking when everybody else changed, then I would be happy. And that's that willpower place because I can't change anyone. I can only change me. So as soon as I kind of started doing an internal job and worked on myself, things started to improve. But like you said, we are all going to feel pain. There's going to be sadness. We are human beings. We're meant to feel sadness. If we never felt sad, we would never experience joy. And that's why my six-month coaching sessions that I do is called Joyful Living because I teach people how to live joyfully in the life that they have. But if they want more and they have a desire that they're not meeting with the words, they can start to create that desire and create that result that they want and not just settle and think, oh, this is all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very, it's a creative process and it's very empowering, especially to women, because a lot of times we feel stuck in the hustle, in overwhelm, in perfectionism, in procrastination. But yet we notice everybody else and we think everybody else has got their stuff together. And then that even makes us feel worse. And that's that negative, I like to call it the negative cycle of life. And the word effect is the effect to get out of the negative cycle is to start spinning forward instead of spinning backwards in negativity. Well, and I love that so much about what you've shared is a hundred percent in my power. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I can do today. Right. And it's not, it doesn't, like you said, I don't have to wait for everyone else to change their words. It doesn't, it's not dependent on my spouse. It's not dependent on my friends. It's not dependent upon my kids. It's, it's dependent upon me and how am I going to choose to speak to myself and what actions can I take today to I love the quote. Hello, Bryn quotes up in here, right? I will, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Right. And it's, it's that concept of, I will not let anyone say unkind things to or about me. And if they do, that's not an outfit I'm going to put on. (laughs) Thanks though. Right. And so I love, I love that everything you've shared has just been very empowering and something I can, I can control. Like you said, we love control, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, if we want to be in control, then let's figure out what we can control. And then that's where we regain that superpower of us as women. And one of my favorite quotes, cause you're a quote girl, I can tell is by Maya Angelou and it's do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better. And I find such peace with that because I've done the best I could. And then as I become inspired and want to do better, I start practicing it. And that's what the, the word effect is, is it's not, we don't just, we don't just get there. There's not a finish line. Becoming is an active word. We aspire. That means we're reaching a little higher and then we continue to go forward. And if we get stuck in a word, we get stuck in a word. You know what I mean? Like, again, I put on a lot of good thoughts, but I fall into comparison still. I fall into um, negativity still. And I, but I've learned these tools to like catch myself and to kind of 
past that hot potato. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't get me the result I want. I don't want to stay in that place for days and days. What thought can I put on? And that just those little things, they are what help us move our story forward. Yeah. And I think it's exactly what you said at the very beginning, right? Like awareness, Mm -hmm. awareness is, is huge. And it really is that, that first, that acknowledgement and acknowledging (laughs) this is a thing and I'm aware of it now. And, and now I'm going back to those seven power words, right? Like I'm acknowledging it, I'm aware of it. And now I'm going to ask myself and, and I, again, from Untamed, um, that book I referenced earlier, she talks about how really, truly, when we can go inward, um, we know the right answer, whether it's, it's something for our, ourselves, for our kids, for our marriage, for our spouse, whatever, whatever it is, if we have questions and we are in that phase of asking, if we can just go inward and really truly reflect like the deepest parts of our soul, (laughs) we already know, we know the right thing. And, and I've always been taught, I wasn't planning on saying this in any way, shape or form, but I feel like I should, but I've always been taught that if I, if I do have a question, um, when I have done my own personal self-reflection is to go to God with a, Hey, this is what I've decided please stop me if I'm wrong, but it's not a, if I'm going to God in prayer, I have a question. It's, it's not a, Hey, Hey, heavenly father, what should I do? It's a, this is what I am going to do. And please let me know if I have chosen incorrectly. And then from there, we can feel that overwhelming feeling of peace and calm and assurance and know, okay, yeah, I I feel good about this choice or this feeling of a pit, a pit in our stomach or that sinking feeling and knowing, you know what, maybe I chose incorrectly and, and maybe I need to rethink this. Right. But, but acknowledging those things, asking the questions, making that decision and then going forward with it. So yeah, be sure to listen to the the podcast on the word effect about asking, because you do have to, you have to answer the questions. You can't just ask and allow your brain to stay in overwhelm or indecision. So that's an indulgent emotion. Like I can't make the decision. We do have to ask questions. We make a decision and then we can find acceptance with our decision. And I coach on this, that decisions are just, we can always change a decision later on, but we have to make decisions to move forward. Right. And so again, these are words, but if you want more details, really listen in on the podcast and listen to the details of them because they The power to change our story is within each one of us. We know all the answers, but we get scared. And when we feel scared or when we feel fear, then we like close in on ourselves instead of feeling confident. And we want to figure out how do I feel confident to make a decision and own it. And then I can always change my mind later on if I choose differently. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just like those little changes. Like I said, the little changes make big results, you know, and, and it, it matters. And, and this is just something that I found when I was so stuck in the overwhelm of motherhood, but I knew that I had a greater purpose. 
I knew I was under living the life that I was meant to live. I could feel it. And I didn't know how to get forward until the thought came to me to change my words. And as I began to ask and I got honest with myself, one thing's led to another. And now I can look back and go, wow, the last seven years have been quite the journey. I don't even know what the next seven years will bring, but this journey I'm on is a lot better than sitting in the compare and despair game and the self-hatred that some of us get stuck in, which is unfortunate because we all have stories that are worth sharing and, and, and embracing and, and loving. Mm-hmm. So much. Yes. So much. Yes. And it just reminds me of, of the last podcast episode I did, um, with interviewing my friend Hannah. And she talked about how motherhood really is. It's a relationship between your, your kids and yourself and the, and the way to truly judge if you are a quote unquote successful mother is the, the depth of your emotional connection. Do you, do you love each other? Do you connect together? Do you have an, that emotional connection? And if the answer is yes, then you're doing a wonderful job and it's okay. If someone else helps you with the laundry, it's okay. If someone else helps you with the dishes, it's okay. If someone helps you scrub your toilets, it's okay. If you get groceries delivered to you, it's okay. If other people help you do these other tasks that really have nothing to do with motherhood, those, those are household things, right? That like, that's not motherhood, <laughs> but sometimes we put on that, that, those thoughts, those words that it, in order for me to be a great mom, I need to also be a wonderful cook. I need to also have a clean house. Always. I need to also have X, Y, Z thing in place. My children need to always look cute, never have boogers on their face. They need to always have clean clothing that are not wrinkled. They need to be on time. They need me to be there on time every time I pick them up. Right. And we just like, like you said, put on these shoulds and these musts and these whatever <laughs> on ourselves. And, but when we can separate that, you know what, no one can ever take away the fact that I am their mom and, and all those other things in the grand scheme, don't make a difference. And so I'm not even going to put that on. I'm not going to put on those thoughts and, and those words. And so I love that. So good. It's so good. And it's the little reminders, right? Because we can all get into the, I shoulds and I wish and all those things, but we're having an awareness like, Oh, but when I, when I do that, I don't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. you know, but when I think I am a mother, how do I feel? And then we show up differently and we, we, we don't have to live in the willpower of pushing, but we get to actually live in that attractive space of like coming from a place of confidence and love and knowing, and it, our kids respond so much differently to us. Nobody, nobody likes to be should on, right? Mm-hmm. including ourselves. But I've learned that like my husband doesn't want me to shit on him. My kids don't want me to. And so just becoming aware to that, I get to acknowledge that. And then I get to ask, how can I, how can I show up differently? What can I try differently? And I hear, I listen to podcasts and I hear suggestions and I hear things and I read books and I have a coach and I, I try different things. And I'm like, Oh, I like that more. Just Mm -hmm. back to my analogy of the shoes. We can find the right pair of shoes that we like today. And the pair that I pick and you pick are going to be different because we need different things. And Mm -hmm. that's great. Mm -hmm. 
So it's good stuff. Yep. And we all have a different size shoe because you know what? We are all just different and that's perfect too. I love it. Okay. Well, my friend, before we wrap it up, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Oh, I would just say that if you're feeling a desire to do something different or to be someplace different, start to acknowledge it and see how the word effect can help you. I can't tell you how your story will change, but I do believe that these words are there to help us move our story forward. It's a creative way that is within us. We don't have to go searching anywhere else. It's within us. We might get stuck along the way and we want to be asking more questions and discovery, be open to discovery. I, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. It's becoming with Becky. And I just share positive and uplifting messages. And you can check out the word effects for a podcast. If you're wanting to hear more about words, I believe that words we need as a reminder, these are words that we put on on a regular basis. They're not like we're done. And if anyone's interested in coaching or wants to see about what coaching looks like with a life coach, you can go to my website is becomingwithbecky.com and find out about coaching. I also just offer, and I'll tell your viewers this or your listeners, if you go to my website, you can get a free print and you just um, leave your email and then you'll get uh, this print that you can download. And the print says, gratitude helps you fall in love with the life you already have. And I have those words in my office. You can print it any size you want and frame it. You can give it away as a gift. Um, Cause I, I believe that as we start to put on words, then we want to share it with others. And that's how we're supposed to do as human beings. We're meant to help and serve others. But whenever I'm getting overwhelmed, I get to go, oh yeah, gratitude helps me fall in love with the life I already have because I have so much to be grateful for. Is everything perfect? No, but I have so much to be grateful for. And by just refocusing my mind on the good, I start to see there is a lot of good. There is a lot of good. And where did you say we could go for that print? Because I definitely want that too. Yeah. So just go to my website, becomingwithbecky.com and you'll see the tab that says free print. And then you click on that and just answer the question or whatever it asks you. And yeah, it's, and it's great because we really have so much to be grateful for, but if our brain is wired to focus on the negative and we don't address it, we will see the negative and it will grow. It will grow and get bigger and bigger. And so I'm not saying we can get rid of the negative, but we can like go, oh, wait, we're going to toss that potato and we're going to focus on the positive. And I have to do it every single day, every day. (laughs) Yep. And then, then we go through those seven power words. We acknowledge the negative, but then we acknowledge the gratitude and ask how we can be more grateful, right? And go through that cycle all over again. I love it. Hey, well, my friend, you are amazing. So thank you for sharing your time and your talents and all my listeners out there. I hope this has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. I, I definitely am going to be a more aware of the words that I am choosing 
to put on and the thoughts that others share with me and accepting them in my life or not. And, and I love, love, love that clothing analogy of just, you know what? I hear the words you're saying. I see that shirt on the shelf, but you know what? That really doesn't fit me. That doesn't serve me. And so I'm just going to choose. Nope. Thank you though. So I hope this has been as good for you as it has for me. And I will see you guys next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. Thank you.